Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Jerry. Steve. Let's try not to destroy the studio today. We will try. <laughs> Hopefully we're successful. Well, we, we said let everybody know we were... Had to reboot everything. We were getting ready to go, and Jerry just about knocked his mic right off the table. <laughs> Almost a, killed it. It was very, very loud. Very loud. Very loud. Sorry. Especially when we're wearing the headphones. Yeah, of course, because we're professional, and we have an on-air light. That's right. That makes it all the better. <laughs> it makes it official. That we are yeah. official. Hey, you know, we just had that ad from Ed Locke. I just want to say that, and I always like to throw out to good people and people that I work with. Um, if you live in Kentucky or Florida, give Ed a call. He is licensed in both those states. He's phenomenal. If you're thinking about buying a house, just thinking about it. If you're serious about it, if you're ready to go, uh, give him a call. Uh, He's going to take good, good care of you. If you're in Florida, you know, he's going to get you into a good realtor situation where you're going to be taken care of. If you're in Kentucky, hopefully you'll come talk to me and we'll get you into a great, great situation. I just, it's really easy to talk good about somebody you know that's a good person and they work hard for their clients. So I just wanted to throw that You out never there. did say, I'm the, the ad does, but you didn't specifically what ad does. He's not a realtor. He's the no, guy that hooked, he's the mortgage guy. Yeah, he's a mortgage originator. Um, does very good. Works for USA Mortgage, obviously. Um, USA Mortgage is in all 50 states. And wherever you live, they can help you out. Just reach out to them because they only hire the best. Um, I've met their vice president, Steve, out in uh, Missouri. Wonderful people, down to earth. And their goal is the same, no matter where you're at in the loan program, to get you in, get you started, and get you in a home in a normal amount of time. So, Do you not see him in, at Keeneland? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. So just bonus advertisement, because I know that Ed's a good person. and, and good Very people. good guy. Yeah. So anyway, so Jerry, if someone wanted to reach us, okay, how would they do that? Well, uh, do you remember the show? movie i don't think they can get there from here so <laughs> no seriously they have a couple of ways one is to email us at newsworthy with stephen jerry at gmail.com or they can text us at area code 540-709-1318 sweet speaking of sweet good segue yeah we're back to the og this week i mean yeah. the og yeah this was this started when three four years before our first podcast yeah if not longer yeah one night i brought over a bottle of bella bole good stuff and we actually we try very hard to find local wines that are good and that are drinkable and we had another one tonight that we tried that was not local it was from california 
Um, it was not, we, we very much pride ourselves on the sweet red wine here. Yep. It was not sweet. Quite bitter. It was gross. Just gross. Yep. That, that however, is fantastic. A good wine must satisfy all three of the necessary criteria, cold, sweet, and red. Yep. It was cold, it was red, but it was not sweet. So how was your week? Man, my week was great. Um, at the uh, the part-time gig I do, I'm, I've been kind of given a gift of being a driver trainer for them. Um, I get to train some new folks that come on board. We got a new trainee today, or Monday. Um, so that's going okay. We work a lot of hours there. Uh, uh, got a new house listing this week. That's always good. Very nice. Beautiful home. Beautiful place. Good land. If you want a place in the country in central Kentucky, give me a call. <laughs> you can reach me at 502-600-0550. That's my work number. Feel free to reach out. Um, but that place is gorgeous. Um, it's going to sell pretty fast, I think. So good. Market slowed down a little bit, but you must have a lot of faith in this property. Uh, well, the market is depending on where you're at in the market is slowed down. Um, first time home buyers are still very active. You know, they still have to have a place to live. And sure. most times because of the way the market has been the last couple of years, um, rental prices are where they could be buying prices now. So that's shifting them into a, a better situation to look. The higher interest rates are a little downer, but it's slowed the market enough that buyers now have a chance without going into multiple offers, going way above asking. Um, so it, 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 I wouldn't say it's slowed. I'd say it's shifted a bit. But um, When I said it's slowed, I'm looking at one number, and that's average days on market. That's oh, all sure. that I base yeah. that on. Yeah. When that number goes up, buyers are become have a better shot at yeah, actually buying a house. Yeah. So, it's more of a buyer's market. Absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, anyway, woo! I'm excited. How was your week? It was good. How could it not be with the weather we've had around here? I mean, the, the weather was so good, I actually had to call into work the last couple of days. Oh, you did? I told my boss I had rectal glaucoma. Rectal glaucoma? I can't see my ass coming in. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was, I mean, come on. Today was in the eight, it hit 80 degrees. That is beautiful weather. I was on two wheels and guilty admission. Today I didn't wear my jacket. I just had a t shirt on. I still have my helmet. Why but, was it? Oh, was that not a safe thing? Yeah, you know, your my jacket has padding and it's armored, so gotcha. it's protected. Um, but today it was just a t shirt, my helmet. It was very, very nice. First time of the summer. So, yep, I can see that. Ooh, very good, very good. Um, didn't get to stay out long. I've been putting in about fourteen hours a day, fifteen hours a day here the last few days. So, didn't have a whole lot of time. Might be a little sluggish tonight. You might actually win a debate tonight. You have a shot. You have a shot. I'm a little weak tonight. So. Is that right? Yeah. Well, according to what they say, and I'm assuming they are the ones that actually go by facts truth uh they say i've yet to lose so i'm going about what they say they 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 wrong they idiots we've been listening to them for what 30 years and they've been wrong for 30 years you would think that they would learn at some point i'm just saying so not even once (sighs) poor jerry i guess it's okay to admit and pretend um that uh, you know, you, you have a shot, and I, I can appreciate that, believe it or not. I can. Okay. So. Were you ever on a debate team? Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. I was should have been. You'd have been good at it. I was on, uh, we did this court thing at one time. I was on that, where you have a fake trial, and you're trying to just, you know, doing the whole court thing. That was High fun. school? Yeah. Those things are good. It's a good way to get teachers school. engaged. I don't remember. It's, it's a good way for teachers to get students engaged. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. thought I was going to do it for a while, and then I realized how much schooling you had to actually do to, to do that. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Very true. 
So we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, we always do. Yeah, we do. We do. At least in our minds. It's <laughs> a lot to say about very important topics. Yeah. The rest of the world may not care. This is the situation where we don't care what they say. Well, yeah. Uh, exactly. So, anyway, I was going to say something brilliant and wonderful and definitely not obtuse, and it is completely slipping my mind right now. Uh-oh. Surprise, surprise. I know. It's not cool. What is it? Is that tree real? There? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost cool. dead. Water. It's got plenty of water. Yeah. yeah so I, I got it. Um they it were looks on like clearance. a white pine. Well, it's not supposed to be white. <laughs> and when I say white pine, th- there's a type of pine called white pine that's not actually white. This friggin' thing is solid white. Yeah, I think that's called dead. Okay. <laughs> Didn't start off as white, right? No, it was supposed to be green. And the okay. problem is those were um the little behind those is I got four or five of them because they were on clearance at Walmart. Okay. They were Christmas trees in the little things. Right. That hadn't been watered in forever. So they were all like a buck. So I was like, ah, a buck. I'll take it home. I'll try to save it. If I can, I'll plant in the yard. Obviously, I didn't do a very good job. So, um, you know, that's probably dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the rest of all that stuff is garden stuff. Like, that's all vegetables ready to go, getting ready to go in the garden. I see the tomato in the front. Uh, tomatoes are there. This is actually a marigold. Okay. Uh, cucumbers, cantaloupe, walmart. See, this is the kind of cool stuff when we get video that when we're actually talking about it, people be like, oh. Is that a grow light bulb? Yeah, it is. Nice. That's why it's so weird. Yeah. Why you should be very happy I have such a big head because it's blocking it right <laughs> out of your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> So, very true. Wow. That was so. I'm trying to think of what I mean. My mind is, I I apologize because my mind is short today. So, in the news, real quick before we get into our main topic, let's talk about this for just a sec, shall we? Let's. Several agencies have come out today or this week and said, dun, dun, dun. And this is information that just about everybody already knew, but nobody was allowed to say, but that COVID may have actually come from the lab in Wuhan. And it was several people. I heard of one group. Who else? uh, The FBI came out and said it today. FBI came out like a year ago. That's not what I heard. That's not the way I heard it. Look it up. Um, I don't doubt all, you. Seriously, it was a long time ago. I'm just saying, ago. I just heard it The today. Department of Energy about a week ago yeah. became the second major United States agency who has determined that with a low confidence, meaning it's <laughs> more likely than not, but we don't think it's much more likely than not that it originated in the lab. Keep in mind, there's two, the Department of Energy and the FBI that have come out and said that. There is four other United States government agencies that still say that it is more than likely that it began in the wild. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We'll just say no. I just say, I say conspiracy theorists unite. That's one more we were right and they were wrong. Well, just really make a difference. Here's what we do absolutely know. Zero people says this was an engineered threat, meaning it was not, if it did come from a lab, it was not engineered and they intentionally released. What may have happened is that someone while working on coronaviruses in this Wuhan lab was doing exactly that, may have intentionally or accidentally gotten infected and unintentionally spread it. Does it really matter if it come from there or from... It all came from China. There's no doubt, no matter which one it, it originated with. Yeah, I think with. there is a difference. And the What's difference that? is, if it did, in fact, come from the wild, it's a wild ordeal. It's not something that was controllable in any way. It was or- organic, and it happened. But wrong. It absolutely was controllable, because if China had the kind of control over this 
Emoji. market, this food market, which is only a few miles from this major virus laboratory. If they had the kind of control that the rest of the world has over all food supply, it would not have been able to, ha to have happened. They sell friggin' bats for human consumption at the Wuhan food market, yeah. which is how they thought that it, you know, may have happened to begin with. Guess that. what? That that shit is dangerous as hell. You don't allow humans to go to some huge market in Wuhan and, and buy bats to take home and cook. What if you like bats? <sighs> Same thing about those people in Kentucky who don't wish to wear a helmet, right? Well, we have to saying, give in, cave to their demands. And, okay, fine. I like, how you, I like how when it comes to government uh, overreach, you are all about it. But when it comes to personal freedoms, you're like, eh, screw that. My point is there's a few things that, where we need government. And if it's not to ensure the safety of people, to ensure that humans don't kill themselves unnecessarily, then what is the purpose of government? Okay. I got you. And you're like, screw them. Let them kill themselves. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if it did come from the lab, that is a more controlled environment. And Very there cool. should be some reper some repercussions to that. If because that of an to, accident? Well, I mean, oh, that's right. You don't want there to be any repercussions from, say, the Ohio train accident, which is an accident. I'm just, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but my point is, for all of the other viruses we've had in the world, how can you say that there's going to be repercussions? You're going to try to say they should pay the price? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, the cost of is. COVID would bankrupt the world. Yeah. Not, not China. Almost did. The world. Almost did. They can't pay the price. No one can. Yeah. No country. The, the world can't pay the price. Anywho. I'm not defending them. It all came, like I said, no matter what, this 100% came from China. Yeah. Sure did. Without a doubt. Sure did. And hopefully is, is going away. Now they're, what do you think about Bill Gates saying that it's just a matter of time and almost giving a time frame for the next pandemic to come through? He said a couple of years, whatever, but <laughs> I thought But I don't think he said what type of pandemic. We've had many pandemics, you know. This one is one that was serious enough that it basically stopped the world for a year. But uh, those come along once every hundred years or so. It doesn't last long enough. I agree. <laughs> it just doesn't last long enough. Not the pandemics. We we don't want them to last. I'm talking about the bottle of wine. <laughs> I don't think they refer to it this way with wine, but with liquor. They have the filth, and from there you go to the what is it? One point seven five liter, yeah, which yeah. is called what? Half gallon. No, oh. it has a nickname. It's called a handle. Okay, because it has a handle. Because it has a handle. Okay. And at least from uh, people who work in bars, bartenders, uh, they call them handles. We need to stop buying the fists and start buying handles. <laughs> well, you maybe it'll last a little longer. Double has joined us. Hello, Double. Welcome. Turn us way up so your neighbor Dennis can hear us and bang on your door. Because <laughs> you know we love Dennis. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Anywho, what was I going to say? Um, I have no idea. I don't either. It was so important. It was probably monumental, groundquaking, groundbreaking, and probably going to be written in stone for people hundreds of years from now to find. And I forgot. It's fleeting yeah. from me. Can't help you. <laughs> me either. I'm just trying to figure out if this statement for all ages to consider involved any facts oh. at all. No, I tell you what I did watch the other day. I watched a a great documentary on Ray Charles. Ray Charles is one of my favorite musicians of all time. And I found newfound love for that man. I know he's gone, he's passed several years ago, but did you know he ride a motorcycle? No. With nobody helping him. They would really? His handler would get on a motorcycle in front of him, so many yards ahead of him, and they would hold him up until they took off. And then they would, on main highways, go riding motorcycles. 
And how he was able to do that is he would hear the pitch and the, the, the engine of his handler's motorcycle. He could even hear when the tires turned, and he would know if that was a left turn or a right turn. He would ride for hours. It was one of his favorite things to do. Yeah. And I have also heard that he oftentimes, on the way home from the bars, would drive. Really? When the other guys were drunk, <laughs> Ray was like, you know, just let me drive. Tell yeah. me, tell me if I need to turn, when, where, tell me if I need to speed up. And his point was, what are they going to do? Uh, if they pull me over, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, right. I mean, it would almost be a laughable offense at that point. But they showed his house. Have you seen his house? Um, Which, his last house? Yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah, well, he never did. Oh. <laughs> I see. Said to blind me. <laughs> but not Ray Charles. Yeah. I, but seriously, one of my all time favorite albums is Genius Loves Company. It's a compilation of all the duets with him. He was an absolute genius. Oh, absolutely. Really one take Ray. That's what they call it. <laughs> Anywho, that's all I got for that. Do you want now our topic today? Let's get into this. Is World War Three? Before nope, we start yeah. that, can sure. I do one thing? It's a correction. Yeah. Um, last week or week before, you probably remember me saying that Obama had passed a legislation called ECP breaks. That many people were saying that if Trump had not rescinded that order, it possibly would have stopped the train from derailing in East Palestine. Uh-huh. That's not true. Uh, many people did say that originally in the last few days it come out that believe it or not, this train was not, let me look up the exact word. It was not high hazard enough to fall under that rule. To fall under that rule, you had to have 20 flammable cars in a row or 30 combined in the entire train. This one didn't meet that regulation, would not have fallen under those rules. So if Trump had not rescinded that order, it would not have applied to this train. So I was absolutely incorrect when I said that uh, it it possibly would have. But you know what is scary as hell? That this train did not have enough cars to be considered a high hazard flammable train. No kidding. That is scary. Yeah. Where where are those regulations? And let's look at those. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, when you you were talking earlier about the government and what it should or shouldn't do. Right. Prime example. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, is, is they should make, there's a video circulating about the rail and the state of the rail. And it was somewhere in Ohio. It wasn't far from that area. That the rail, you know, here in Kentucky, I've never seen a rail that I thought, that doesn't look safe. That doesn't look like it's in good repair. But up there, this thing was crooked and unlevel, and the train was like just, you could just see it. Yeah. I'm like, my gosh, how is that even allowed? That wasn't the case for this derailment. They know know what caused it. Yeah. It was a wheel bearing that there was problems with, and apparently it just eventually overheated and fell off. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. But sorry to interrupt. I just did want to start off and with a correction. Yeah, you're good. So World War III. Here's the thing about corrections and with us. We 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 gotta take what news happens. You know, we're we we report on the news and give opinions on the news. And sometimes the news changes. It does. So, you know, we have to do that. You know, just like the whole speaking of the train around, there's been over forty thousand fishes. Now uh, they've been dead, you know, that they're from where, huh? From From where, from Ohio, from East Palestine. Mm -hmm. No, it's 3,250 fish, fish. No, that's which is not show me one place where I read yesterday. I looked up several sites and 3,500 was a and or less. And they've also said that that number has not increased since the first two or three of the accident. Oh, well, anyway, 
really nice when you you know can't spell. That's good. <laughs> when you're trying to look up something and it just can't. Uh, the Department of, and this is from the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, said Thursday, the estimated number of fish that have died in rivers and waterways after the February 3rd train derailment in East Palestine is in now in excess of 40,000 fish. The ODNR said that the work with a third party, EnviroScience Inc., to collect the data on the number of dead fish. So, and that is from the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. That's their website? Uh, it's apparently so, yes. Okay. And that was reported from Scripps News. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you're right. 38,322 of those are minnows. <laughs> I guess my, you're right. I just found the website. Okay. Well, there you go. But they have increased it from 3,500 to 5,500 other fish species, including crayfish, amphibians, and fish. But 38,000 minnows, yeah, those weren't included in the original numbers. Well, I understand that, you know, that's kind of laughable. It's kind of funny, but big fish eat little fish. So it's just a matter of time. (laughs) Anywho. Wow. Did you hear that? Quite loud, wasn't it? Yeah. Jerry, you've always talked about here, how in Virginia, the big difference. There's... Going to that wreck site again. Um, in Virginia, you've always talked about how, and you know, they have very strict standards for what a car needs and doesn't have has to have on the to be able to. Well, be they had yearly there. inspections. Yeah, and we don't have those here. We <laughs> used to. When I was a kid, we did. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, to stop those that. those cars. At what point did you have to replace like the big rolling stone? on the front and rear in order to get it to pass those inspections? Well, they were, it like most things, there were many loopholes. Everyone knew of at least one or two places that unless your car was a total absolute piece of crap, you you slept the guy 20 bucks and you were going to pass inspection. Uh, So I'm not saying it was a perfect system. The reason this came up initially, if you remember, you and I were going somewhere and we saw a car that had a fender that was literally flopping in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and my point was, how can that be legal? And your point was, well, what if they can't afford to get it fixed? My point was, that doesn't give you a right to endanger the lives of other people who might be driving down the street behind you when that fender finally comes loose and flies through their windshield. Right. So that was my point. Was I, it Literally, it was a fender that I don't know what was holding it on. I've actually, and I'm sure you have too, there's a couple of vehicles here in town that there are held together, it appears, with duct tape. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. I, I'm talking like they had to use a couple of rolls of duct tape. It, it just well, I've always been of the mind that if that is that person's going to work, and that's the only way they got to work, you know, because we don't have a good uh, uh, transit system here. Obviously. Why are you assuming that person is going to work? My, my point is this. If his thought process is such that duct tape makes my vehicle safe to drive on the public highways, this guy's probably going for some blow. <laughs> this guy's not going to work. If he's going to work, he can afford something better than duct tape. Told his car to go. Wow. Unbelievable. Hey, real quick. I know, gosh, we are so short of time. We are, we are trying, trying, trying to get this to go right, right? So... Real quick, because Double and Mochi are both here. They're the original OGs. OGs. Um, Pretty excited that very soon we're going to have a special place just for you guys. With special emojis, we got upgraded. So you guys are going to become part of our original fan club. I hope you're excited as I am about that. Maybe not. I'm really excited. Absolutely. No idea what that entails, but we don't either. Very I got an email about it. I haven't even looked at it yet. So hopefully soon, you know, we'll know what all that's about. So anyway, Terry, tell us why don't you start today and tell us why? Because the whole topic tonight is is World War Three, and okay. you were going to take the the avenue that you didn't believe that. 
we are on the cusp or in the beginnings or anywhere near World War III. Well, I think I'm not so, even saying that. I I'm, have I'm, thought for a long time that we are probably not that far away. I do think we are farther away than we were when I was a kid. You and I have talked about it. I don't even recall your answer, but I remember telling you about when I was a kid in, I don't know, second, third grade. We had drills of what we would do in the case of our area was bombed. Right. In case Russia bombed us, we had bomb drills. We turned our desk upside down and second and third grade kids were being taught this. Now second and third grade kids are being taught that, you know, it's okay to be a bully if you're a girl. Crazy stuff. I agree. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about that in a different topic. Yeah. That's a totally different discussion than world war three. My point is to me, we aren't even in the vicinity of where many people thought we were when I was a kid. Now, you know, I wasn't in school during the, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, but those were scary times. Yeah, those were scary times. Those weren't if this happens and if this happens and this happens and we could potentially be in real trouble. This was saying we've got American president that's telling the president of Russia, "You got twenty four hours to get your shit out, or we'll move them out. We, we will take them out by force." So when you compare it to that, when you compare it to the Cold War, I, I don't think we're anywhere near even with Russia invading Ukraine, even with everything that's happened there and all the other problems around the world. And there's a ton of them. I'm not saying the world is in great shape and, you know, peace is more existent today than it ever has. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as far as World War III, I think we are further away from it than we were when I was a kid. Well, what what are your... You always ask me, where are your facts? I'm just asking. Well, I mentioned the biggest one. Our educational system does not believe the second and third graders need to be taught what to do in case we're bombed by Russia. Do you think that that's because they don't want to scare the kids? or I, no. the I desk- think it's because there is nothing going on even that approaches to what happened during the Cold War. Hey, Richard. Um, I mean, well, give me one incident in the last 20 years that has come anywhere in the vicinity of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, we don't have to have a Cuban Missile Crisis now. The, the technology's changed. That's part of the problem. We don't have, they don't have to have missiles next door to us to be deadly. Sure. The Russian hypersonic missiles have been proven that, you know, at ICBM's regular time from Russia to Central America. You're missing minutes. the point. I'm not talking about technology. This isn't a technology discussion. This discussion is when have we come, when have we approximated the danger of when one leader of one of the two major powers in the world threatened another country and told them, you've got 24 hours to undo that crap or we will do it with force. Well, we haven't got to that point yet, and I agree. Have with we you. gotten close to that point? I think that we are getting closer than you you might be thinking about. And, and what I mean by that is, our president has taken to tell Xi Jinping that if you give Russia weaponry, that's a red line for us. And my thought is, and what was his threat? We will do what if you cross that red line? We will impose a sanction. Oh, yeah. Not a. Oh, okay. So he wasn't threatened military force. No, but what I'm getting at is the the tighter you squeeze on these places. And and I'll give the example. Both Putin and Putin's number one guy last week used the same phrase. And the phrase is scary. It was it was said in in passing, but it's becoming a theme whenever a person who represents Russia speaks. And that is. There is no place in a, for a world without Russia. So in, 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 in regards to um, regime change, which is our country's specialty, we like to get into another country's business and we like to enact. In fact, Zelensky said this war will end when we have our tanks in, in, in Moscow. And when we start talking about that kind of stuff. We're not talking about regime change. Do what? 
We're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're no, not we're talking not. about regime change. We're not. But our, well, you just said quote, when we start talking about that kind of stuff, I, I, Zelensky has. That's what I'm talking about. Zelensky this is, is not us. No, Zelensky is the person that we are using to enact that. You we're, know, we are using Zelensky I, and Ukraine. Give me another reason why Ukraine. I, I mean, give me another reason for what? That we are there giving him all this support. The same reason that we have supported democracy around the world for the last 150 years. This is not the first country. We do it with hundreds of countries every year. Another reason, maybe because we don't want to see Russia build up to the superpower that it once was. Well, I agree with they're you. They're already I'm well on their way. We, Between Belarus and Kyrgyzstan, they're already well on the way. If you allow them to add Ukraine, the majority of the, yeah, some bad storms coming through, right? Yep, get ready to. Anyway, but if they can add Ukraine, the USSR, for all practical purposes, is almost back to its power. Agreed. And I'm not saying that Belarus wouldn't even just cede to them. Just, hey, yeah, they already are. They already do whatever Russia tells them. Right. But what I'm saying is, as we continue to crank this, who are we? And this is a worldview. Okay. This is not an American view. There is no greater patriot in this world than me. I love this country. Okay. Then why do you want to keep acquiescing to Russia's demands? I don't. But I think that you have to make some serious decisions. And I don't think our government's ready to make those serious decisions. About what? Well, several things. Okay. First of all, we can't... Let me back up. If we continue to squeeze Russia, and we continue to squeeze, and by squeeze you China, mean ask them to stop invading we're other not countries? Asking them that we are literally last year, President, our President Joe Biden, and we've covered this, told the world that if we send tanks to Ukraine, it's the beginning of World War III. We've sent tanks to Ukraine. He said the other day that, or last month, that we would not send fighter jets to Ukraine. We have GOP members, Republican and Democrat members, screaming to skin planes to Ukraine. I have a question for you, Steve. And just today, Joe Biden said he would never send an American foot soldier into Ukraine. Okay. What's the difference between a tank and a foot soldier? He said that a year ago. Send any tanks. That's the beginning of World War III. We did that. That was just a year. So in six months, if Ukraine starts losing this war, do you think that's going to continue to be the case, that we're not going to send troops? I don't. I have a question for you. What do you think an appropriate response from the United States would be for Russia invading Ukraine? I think that we, with many, many allies, have to do something <laughs> to, and I don't know what the answer is, Jim. I don't. Why? Well, but if we're going to keep My sending, point is this. It's very easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, and that's what you're doing. You're standing here criticizing sitting. every action that he's making. Do you remember a guy that I've heard you talk about before that once said, I know what the problem is. Please help me with a solution. That's what I'm asking you. Give me a solution. Tell me what is an appropriate response from America, from the European Union. When Russia invades Ukraine, if we stand by and do nothing, which you have repeatedly said that we should do, we should not have sent $1, you said, different times. Where do we draw the line? How about when they start? How about we actually draw a line we're going to keep? How I about, would like to start with that. How Well, you don't want to do anything when they invade Ukraine. How about if they were to threaten to invade a NATO country? Would you have a problem with that? We don't have an option there. We're in a, a treaty with our allies in the NATO community. They Article just threatened that NATO. last week. Russia threatened that last week. Threaten and do it are two totally oh, different things. So we should ignore the fact that they're, they threatened Poland, by the way, yeah, to yeah. push back the borders of Poland. <laughs> I'm glad Dmitry you said that. Dmitry threatened in a speech last week. He said that beating Ukraine won't be enough. To ensure our safety, we're going to have to push back on all borders of NATO countries, including Poland. Okay. If he goes into Poland, we have to do exactly what our Constitution says. Our Constitution says 
that if we send troops, money, and armament to a battlefield, we should have our Congress declare formally war, period. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, do it. Shit or get off the pot. First of all, the, no troops have been sent. My, my question to you is, where do you want to draw the line? You have, seem to have no problem with totally giving Ukraine to Putin. I, I have... <laughs> I think my problem isn't with, is not with, and you keep saying just give it to them. Here's why I say that. You say that we shouldn't have given $1, not one piece of military equipment. If we had done what you say, Ukraine would have been Russia territory long ago. The war would have been over. I'm just saying that's, I would like to know, We have, on multiple occasions since the fall of the Soviet Union, made guarantee and promise over and over and over to the Russian people. I looked that up this week. Never happened. You're saying we never said we're not going to come to NATO will not move eastward? That all came from a speech given by a German politician who was running against the Chancellor Helmut Kohl. United States never said that once, ever. Now, Russia is saying that as one of their big reasons for invading Ukraine. And you and I both talked about this a few weeks ago. And at that time, I didn't question it because I'd read what Putin was saying. United States has never said that. So you're okay. Let me let me just go with what sure. you're saying. So you're okay with us continuing to put the screws to Russia and Ukraine. 100%. And, and Telling China that you can't help Russia because that's what we've done. We hold on here. We haven't said you can't. We have said there will be repercussions if you do, and I absolutely believe that we should follow through with that. And 100%. what will your repercussions be? Sanctions, economic sanctions. So we're going to shut off the one economy in the world that relies. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that's what sanctions meant to shut off an economy. I, mean, I didn't know that, it, that that was the definition of economic sanctions. Well, there are many, many different varieties. Oh, but of you sanctions. chose to take the ultimate. You chose to go not somewhere in the middle. You chose to go to the far extreme of if we threw everything possible at them. My point is, if you keep squeezing these guys, you're going to squeeze them together. They That's already, an army we can't. They beat. are together. <laughs> and you think that our our military and our people, and, and believe me, I'm a patriot. I love our military. I love America. But you think that our military and our will to fight would beat Russia and China right now? Yes. Really? 110%. All it do, would take I, is, do you realize that we spend more in half for the last 20 years sure. than Russia, China, and the next four countries combined. in the world combined? I get that. And you're telling me that we have wasted so much money we can't even beat two of those guys? I'm saying that our military is a very smart weapon, heavy-oriented military. To the point that we have sent, for the most part, we have sent Ukraine a ton of military equipment. The vast majority of it is older, outdated, antiquated crap. That older, antiquated crap has enabled Ukraine to beat Russia so far on the battlefield. Since we have begun supplying them equipment, that it's what it has done to Russia. I just feel like, you know, our, our, according to, sorry, uh, this is MSN, MSN, our recruitment numbers are down 25%. Our standing army numbers are down 10%. Now, wait a minute, why is that? We can't fill the slots that we want to fill? That's by choice. Look it up. That's by choice. We have intentionally, with the technology that we now have, future world wars will never be fought with infantry as World War I and World War II was. It's not going to be a matter of how many guys you have in the trenches. Well, not from our side. (laughs) Unless they hit us with a few select EMPs, which shuts down our military. That's the thing. That's the problem. That's the catch. No, that's not the catch. That's the linchpin. It's not the linchpin. It's never happened before. You're, you're taking things out of some. It's never happened science, before because you've never novel. had this. That's not a sci fi thing. Oh, really? It's reality? Tell me where it's happened. 
Anytime you have a nuclear blast, there is an EMP blast that comes with simultaneous. Oh, so your problem isn't the EMP, it's the nuclear blast. No, well, no. <laughs> yes. If you can create an EMP blast as a action or a reaction of a nuclear blast, you can create an EMP blast without it. I have no doubt of that. Probably, but you're getting into very hypothetical things that have never happened. Let's continue this conversation, shall we? Right after a great commercial from our good guy, Ed Locke. <laughs> the mortgage market changes often, so it's important to have your mortgage professionally managed. Oh, Ed Locke with USA Mortgage offers great personal customer service with more customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home, he can be the driver that gets you there. So call or text Ed at 502-608-0983 and find out how to get approved. MNLS ID 448908-Acquisition Company, LLC, do a business at USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is a, not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Again, guys, real quick, if you're in, if you were in Kentucky or Florida, call Ed right today. Do that, make it happen. He's great. The USA Mortgage is great for sponsoring our podcast. We love him for it. Anywho, hey, good job. Thanks, Richardson. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I ask a question? Sure. Absolutely. You breezed over the comment that Dmitry Medvedev made last week. Does it not bother you that Russia is now threatening NATO countries? I think if, I think when you put an animal into a corner, it's going to start saying and doing things that it wouldn't have normally done. We put it in a corner. We forced Russia to invade Ukraine. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. No, I didn't say so, that. Yes, you did. You just said we put the animal in the corner. We did not have anything to do with Russia invading I'm, Ukraine. I'm absolutely it agree is, with you. It is America's responsibility, as it has been for the last 100 years, to lead the world in trying to protect democracy and trying to protect freedom. We've done that around the world for the last 100 years, and it seemed to work relatively well. But now would, you don't want us to spend one penny to make sure that Ukraine has the ability to fight Russia. I don't get why. Right on the other side of Ukraine is Poland. They, they have already invaded Ukraine. They are now threatening to invade Poland. And you seem to have no problem with that. I do. If they invade Poland, we don't have any out. We have no out. There is no reason we can't. But you want us to thing. continue to stop pushing the bear. I, and you keep saying that we have caused this. I didn't say we caused you it. You said we I say we pushed the animal. to cause it. There's a difference. We didn't invade Ukraine. They did. Oh, but the very fact that we decided to help Ukraine means that we're, what, pushing the animal. Well, we're we squeezing have, the animal. You and I have talked for years that we have to stop being the police in the world. Yeah, we do. But you know what? When Russia is trying to rebuild the USSR, that ain't the time or place to do it. Okay. You say so. The Falkland Islands is where you stop saying we need to be here. What about Taiwan? That's next. Well, you're talking about with China? Yeah. I have no idea what we should do with Taiwan. I really don't. I don't know enough about. Taiwan the, is one of our biggest economic it partners is. in the, in but the, first of all, in the, in the Western what is the, Eastern Hemisphere. What is China's claim to Taiwan? They have a long history time to claim to Taiwan. Do they, as far as legal, if it went to a court, would they say that China has more of a right to control the destiny. I, it was my thinking that at one point, Taiwan was under the control of Great Britain. Is that correct? It was. And after a certain time period, it was supposed to go back to China. It did go so back to China. I don't know, but what they, China has a legal right. So I don't know if we should be in that fight at all. I don't but know. Yes, Taiwan's a What's great the difference between Taiwanese people who want freedom and, and economic freedom and, and all the guarantees of what they have now and the Ukrainian people. Ukrainian people have no contract that said that after this period of time under Great Britain rule, they were going to go back to Russia rule. They that does make, not exist. That didn't make that contract, though. Great Britain and China did. Taiwanese people didn't have a choice in that matter. Once again, it's got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. My point is China has a legal right, I believe, and I would have to look at it more. But I think that they do have a legal right due to so treaties or whatever it was if Taiwan to claim says, Taiwan. 
we're not coming back to you, China. And China launches a full-scale military invasion of Taiwan They're to take it back. back. You know what I mean? It isn't needed. Taiwan is a little city. It's, you don't need to launch a full-scale. It's full an scale. island. But it's a city. Yeah. It's not a state. It's not a country. It, it's it a city. It has a full military, which, uh-oh, what happened there? Did you hear that? Yeah. That was weird. Ask one of those. If yeah. Hey, Mochi, can you still hear us? Something just happened. We had a big swell of power through our thing there. Through the board? Yep, she's there. Good deal. Nice. Yep. Sorry about that. We didn't mean to stop us there. But but my point is simple. We absolutely need to stop being the, the world police. I agree. I don't think that we need to be when it's a situation as dire as Russia invading Ukraine trying to rebuild the USSR. Okay, but China controls or right now Taiwan is twenty four percent of all the chips processing chips in America. Do you read what happened this past week? That's changing, thankfully. Yeah, but well, how long is it going to take before that actually takes place? I mean, you got to build the factories, you got to do all the stuff to make that happen. That's starting to happen. Thank. Yeah. I'm not saying that shouldn't have happened long ago. I just don't about understand the disconnect and the difference between the Ukrainian people and the Taiwanese people. And the Taiwanese people have been very open their entire existence with us. Canadian people. So are you going to feel the exact same way? We would defend the Canadian people if something happened. You and your mind thought would say, well, screw them. Let's not send a damn dime. Let Putin and Russia take them. No, no, I wouldn't. What's the big Big, disconnect between Canadian and Ukrainian? Between the Canadians and the Ukrainians? The Canadians are on our border. We want to take and protect oh, our border. So if it's not a direct that threat to us right now, screw them. We don't care. No, Jerry. What I'm saying is, if you want to have, if, and you are bullhead, you are Joe Biden all the way in, and 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 uh, Senator Graham all the way in, let's just go to war with China, or with Russia. If that's what you want, all I'm saying is, if that's what we're going for, Let's do it the proper way. Let's actually have Congress do what Congress and follow the Constitution. I mean, all of this has been done. We are following the Constitution. Has there been a vote for a formal declaration of war? Of course not, because we're not in a war. There is zero. We are the only people. There are zero American people in the ground in Ukraine. It cannot be a war when you have none of your people there. By the way, a minute ago, your comment, if I'm going to be totally Biden, right? Uh-huh. Last week, you, you made a statement, by the way, that was incorrect. You mentioned that Biden was had said that we would now be paying for pensions in Russia. So that they can have money in their pocket. And Biden said that, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Here's what Biden heard said. Heard the speech. Did you hear it all or did you hear the clip? No, I heard the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Who was his speech to? Who, who was he asked? I'll go ahead and fill in the blanks. This speech was in March of last year. Joe Biden was asking Congress for $33 million. And he told them some of the reasons he was asking for the money. He didn't give it the money. He asked Congress to appropriate the money for it. Congress responded by giving him not the $33 million that he asked for. Congress gave him $40 million. Okay. So Biden didn't give them shit. Every single Congress. congressman who voted for that should be replaced at okay. their next election. Then you're talking about ninety. We have you're talking about ninety percent of all congressmen. Ah, yeah, absolutely. So we don't say, hold on. This is you, a minute ago. You said that this was Biden. This wasn't Biden. This was Biden and ninety percent of Congress, Republicans and Democrats. Right. Here's the numbers in the House: three hundred and sixty-eight to fifty-seven in the Senate. 86 to 11. Okay. 11 senators said no. 57 of the 430-something House of Representatives said no. But you continue to say that it's Biden. Let's be at least be honest about okay. it. Let it is the vast majority of the United States Senate, the United States House of Representatives. Okay. Let me get be my crayon out, and I'll re-say it again. If they voted for $40 million, to give Ukrainian people pensions, everyone, Republican, Democrat, Independent, or any other race who voted for that bill, while we still have homeless veterans sleeping in the streets, 
ought to be impeached or at least at the very least replaced by somebody else at their next election. Okay. Well, first of all, you, you with your crayon did not re-say it. I just Last did. week, you didn't say that all of them. I, Last week, you said Biden did this. Okay. It wasn't Biden. Biden. It was huh. Biden and Republicans. And this was one of the biggest, most bipartisan bills that's happened. Good. Let's also talk about the fact that is the United States the only country that's helping Ukraine? No. How many countries are? A bunch. How many have refused to support Ukraine? Uh, two that I know of. Who? Uh, one of uh, Hungary, Hungary, and one of the others down in South America. I don't remember that. So Brazil, we need maybe. to start listening to Hungary and some South American countries. No, Jerry, I'm Those not saying that. Those are the only that. countries in the world that have refused to help Ukraine. I'm not saying that. You think, I, every, if, if you think the entire world is wrong? I'm saying this, and I, I can't, I don't know how to make it any more clear. I, I'm, I'm out of words. If we are going to send, mil I'm okay if, if military supports what we're, we've decided to send, Congress says, okay, we're going to send them all our garbage, whatever. Who cares? It's a fight I'm not going to win anyway. However, when we're supporting their economy and we're supporting their pensions, that, see, that did it again. That's so weird. Maybe it's because I'm getting too heated. My blood pressure is causing it to shut up. Well, I don't see veins throbbing <laughs> in your forehead yet. So, But we are, we are talking about in nine years, our social security system that our entire country depends on, minus a very, very small percentage is going to be insolvable in nine years by 2030 2032 somewhere in that ballpark i don't remember the actual going to be unsolvable un un whatever that means there's no fixing it it's beyond it's collapsed well it's never had any money it's oh we've be, been that way for a long time no I they have that. to keep bailing it out so well again Steve, i totally agree you and i for a long time you and i have said that one of the biggest most dangerous things going on in this country. The biggest threat to United States national security is economic. If we continue How? to spend money we don't have, we're going to go mean, broke. Just, just, if we could just take a step back and think about what we're doing for just a second. We are literally borrowing money from China, who is using that money, <laughs> the, the interest on the money we borrowed, to fund Russia so that we can give Ukraine money to fight Russia. It is stupid, and I don't get it. Well, everything that we do, I mean, that's got nothing to do with Ukraine. That has to do with our overall economic policy. The very fact that we continue to borrow money at the rate that we are, primarily, well, not primarily, but China is one of the biggest people we're borrowing sure. from. It just doesn't make sense. There's no way out of it. The, the fact that we've got so few people in Washington that seem to give a shit is... Well, they should, because a lot of the world is starting to move away from the petrodollar as their number one currency, yeah. and that's going to bankrupt us. But we know why they don't, because they continue to buy votes and sure. they continue to do and say what. Once again, that's a totally different point. But my biggest thing is I'm, I don't know what the right thing to do with Ukraine is. I do believe that when you're looking at every major country in the world that is supporting other than is supporting Ukraine other than China. There's got to be a reason for that, don't you think? Is every one of those countries I wrong? never, never, never said that I didn't want to help them in some form or fashion. Well, but yeah, you have. You said what, we shouldn't have sent anything. I, I'm just saying it is a, I don't know how to describe my feelings about the whole thing with Ukraine. I think I, I think I could probably describe it for you. You think that we should help, but you don't think we're in a position to help. And I kind of agree with that. That, that pretty much sums it up. I kind of agree with that. But you know? We're helping a whole shitload of people around the world, and I'm not for sure that I don't agree with any of that of too. Are, at some point, you at some point you have to feed the home before the home can feed the fan, the, the the community. <laughs> the work of a missionary should start at home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree that's, with that. That's kind of where we're at. So, man, we <laughs> we tried. We got close. We're yeah, still we under one hour. So. <laughs> considering we started late yeah oh and by the way guys uh our regulars know this but if you're just tuning into our show believe it or not when we're done here jerry and i are gonna are gonna go talk about it have a beer and we're good that's the glory of being that's adults. the way it should be it's the way it should be just we can because disagree we disagree with something doesn't mean 
even if we get heated, even if we get yelling, even if we have to break out crayons, <laughs> we're still going to be best friends. So, and that's the way it absolutely should be. You should Snyder, be able. the owner of the Washington Nationals team, Anders team. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, not Nationals. The uh, Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders. Marty uh, Schottenheimer, several years ago when he was coach of Washington, it hit the papers that, that uh, Snyder and Marty were having big arguments. And they cornered one of them. I don't remember which one. And they laughed and said, of course, anytime you have two people that care deeply about something, they will never agree 100% right. across the board. Right. But if they do really care, you're going to have some heated arguments. It yeah. doesn't mean that we don't respect the hell out of each other, that we're right. not friends at the end of the day is what more people around the world need to realize. Absolutely. Well, guys, we appreciate all that. We had several new listeners tonight that stepped in for a little while. We appreciate you guys very much. Thanks to each and every one uh, of you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue moving toward 5,000. That's our goal. Should get there this month or next. Yep. How exciting is very that? Soon. Um, and uh, we just want to thank everybody who makes this show possible. We appreciate you. And as always, if you can't see the light, be the light. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome, awesome night.